Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is the son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Kadesh in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dagwood Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. Hello, hallelujah. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity to be here, these moments of time in which your presence will be with us in a special way to bless this service, especially um, this morning as we appoint new pastors, new laborers, new workers, bondsmen and women into the fields of the harvest, we pray that angels will minister to us and your Holy Spirit himself will be here tangibly. I pray that your anointing will be strong and renewed upon me so that everything I say, all my thoughts will be established on it as they are in heaven. I thank you that no one who came for this service will live here the same. May we be blessed and revived to do more for you because the time is short. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Bless us all with an anointing for speed, focus, concentration. Making light of things that are light and being burdened by things that are burdensome to you. Let your presence be with us. Bless the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Put your hands together as you take your seats. You're welcome to church this morning. Amen. Today is a um, day when we are going to appoint faithful men and women as pastors into his vineyard. The Bible says the harvest is plenteous, plenteous, but the laborers are few. He said, pray ye therefore to the Lord of the harvest that he may send forth laborers into the vineyard amen. amen for the all of you watching on facebook you are welcome you are welcome and uh, we acknowledge your presence we can see that you are here and the man controlling the sound it was perfect until you touched something so whatever you just did please reverse it to how it was but all of you watching on facebook we um, acknowledge your presence. We can see that you are out there. We understand that you are very much a part of this service. And we ask that um, you will fully participate. And they don't go and fry Kelly Willie at this time. 
um, don't 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 um, season chicken at this time. Just give us a few forty-five minutes or so, and then you can go and do upper prancer, and then everything will be good. Amen. Amen. So all the visitors coming to support your friends, your family, husband, wife, wife, yes, you are all welcome. This morning, I want to start sharing from a new series on 100% answered prayer. Amen. How to have 100% answered prayer. Because if you are going to be a pastor and a successful pastor, you must have your prayers answered because the work of a pastor, the work of a Christian is to pray. The Bible says that God has called all of us to be kings and priests. You know, so we are all supposed to be performing the functions of kings and priests. And when um, Samuel um, turned to Saul, and because the Lord had rejected him, so he also rejected Saul. Saul told him that, please, you will learn that it is actually a sign not to pray. Especially when you are a pastor, a serious Christian, a minister, when people's lives depend on you, it is a sign not to pray. That is why in March of the 1 verse 35, at the very beginning of the ministry, before he had even done any miracle, the Bible says that in rising up a great while before day, Jesus departed into a solitary place and there he prayed. What was he praying about? He was praying for his ministry. Bible says that as soon as he was baptized in the Jordan and praying, not when he was baptized, but when he was praying, the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. As soon as he was anointed, the Bible said that and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to pray and to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. You cannot do anything without praying. It will not be wise. You know, and the Bible says that um, be anxious for nothing. Those of you who are always afraid of everything, when the lights go off, you can't sleep. Your electricity bills are high because you cannot sleep with the lights off. Yes. When something small happens to you, you are on an STC bus going to Kumasi and the driver sweats and because like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. No, no, no. <laughs> One day I even heard a story. It was very funny in its seriousness. But there were some people from a different religion who don't believe that Jesus is God. But they were on a bus, trotro going somewhere and i was also in the trotro and the trotro driver did something come and see them shouting jesus <laughs> and you would have thought that ah but you say you don't believe in jesus as god you have another person you believe as your main person in your day when you thought you were going to die why didn't you shout his name you see them in all their clothes shouting jesus 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 because you see what is what <laughs> When, when, when it is now life and death, what you really believe, that is what you show. Yes. Why don't you shout your person's name, your savior's name? Here you are shouting Jesus at the time of your feared death. But the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Don't, don't, don't be afraid about anything at all. But in everything, by prayer and let it be known before God. And the Bible says, and when you see that the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your heart through Christ Jesus.
acrobatic thing to do. In the same way, if you really believed in God and you really believed that he answered prayer, you would pray. Because all of us have problems. All of us have diff- many different kinds of problems. In fact, there's nobody here who only has a few problems. All of us have many problems. In fact, sometimes you can even have so many problems for so long that it ceases to be a problem. Like you've accepted it. Like for example, you don't have a house. You have rented a house. Ah, now renting isn't even a problem again. It's like, oh, that's life. It's the new normal. Like face masks. Yes. We all don't like face masks, but we want it. And like face masks, we've adjusted to it. But I've been adjusted to it. That's why I'm not wearing mine. It's true. I rather believe that if I take vitamin C and strengthen my immune system and I drink Sobolo and I drink <laughs> you like, see I'm showing you my faith by what I do yes you can laugh at me but maybe you have had Corona me I've, I've not had it your faith has led you to Corona me my faith has led me away from Corona yeah. my faith is that if I take vitamin C and I stand in the sun a lot and get vitamin D. And I take vitamin B12 with a healthy dose of sobolo mixed with ginger, pineapple, lemongrass, and hydroxychloroquine. I'll be fine without face mask. Because if face mask works and I spray perfume, you shouldn't smell it. Because the coronavirus um, particle, <laughs> the coronavirus particle is smaller than the uh, perfume particle. So if you can smell perfume through your face mask, brother, your face mask isn't helping you much. <laughs> it's for psychological energy so that you won't feel fear. In the same way as a Christian, I can see what you believe in by what you do. And if you are a prayerful person, it tells me that your faith is in God. Because what is prayer? Prayer is talking to somebody you cannot see. Believing that this invisible person exists. And that when you speak to an invisible person, the invisible person can bring something physical to happen for you. If there is anything as stupid as what I have just said, Show it to me. That you sit in a room. Say you believe in somebody you've never seen before who has said his spirit. <laughs> you believe in a spirit. Are you a sensible person? But you say you believe in a spirit who has never been seen before. But you believe that if you say some words to him, all the things you are saying will come to pass in the physical. Then it even gets worse when you speak in tongues. That's the worst of all. The, the worst of all prayer is tongues. Because as for that one, you, who says you are intelligent, you are wise, you are normal, you are making sounds you don't understand to somebody you cannot see. <laughs> no, think, please think about it very well. Though. You are making sounds, you, you the sounder, you don't understand it. To somebody you cannot see 
and you believe that the sound you don't understand, the person you cannot see will understand it. And respond to the sound you cannot see in a way that will be tangible to you. That is why the greatest faith people are those who speak in tongues. It demonstrates. You see, but the good news is, the Bible says that without faith or without doing things you don't understand, it is impossible to please God. Thankfully, God is not somebody who is looking for approval. Thankfully, God is not looking for somebody or is not someone looking for acceptance. God is not trying to, God, God, God is not someone who is trying to prove himself to anyone. Thankfully. So God has given a series of, uh, I don't know how to say it, nonsense. So that anybody who believes in this nonsense, he will bless you. Yes. That is faith. He said, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. Impossible to please God. Of course, God is a spirit and we are flesh. So in order to contact him, we must do something that is opposite to the flesh. That is, without faith, it is, it is impossible to please God. Then he explains that for whosoever comes to this invisible person must believe. Many people who come to God don't believe in God. They come to God sometimes to, for different reasons. But he says, for those who come to him must believe that he exists. To be a Christian, to get anything from God, you must believe in, an, in, in the existence of an invisible God who you will never see until you die. And woe betide you if you don't believe in him at the time you die. Yes. <laughs> woe betide you if you don't believe in him at the time you die. He said, for he that comes to God must believe that he exists. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, like they believe strongly in nonsense, he rewards them. And of course, look on earth. Those who believe in the most hypothetical things are the richest people. It's true. Albert Einstein. I mean, the things he believed in, none of them were physical. Mass, a few days ago, I was reading that they've developed, like, they said that now science can prove God. Because they're like, how can God, like, they doubt God. Then they said that some scientists have said that they've, they've found a new particle called tetra something. And that this particle can move faster than the speed of light. Yes. Then at the end of the article, I was like, wow, at the end of, of, of the article, they said that, but they cannot prove that the particle exists. <laughs> I was wrong. They said like they can like they like they've seen that there's a particle. Then they said that if it is true, then it means that um, that that kind of particle can exist in different places at the same time. Because you can only be at one place at the same time because you don't move as fast as light. So we can see you here. Then as you are moving, you are moving like the light that makes us see you. is faster than you, so we can see wherever you are. But if you can move faster than light, like you are here. But the time we are seeing you are moved here, then we can see you here and here at the same time. Thankfully, God is not bound by our laws of physics and nature and the things that we see. He's beyond, he's supernatural, he's beyond natural. And that is why it is when you are able to, 
when you are able to convince God that you believe in him, then he will bother to take you seriously. God doesn't need to answer your prayers to become God. He can choose to answer your prayers and you still be God. So that is why it is you who has to come to him by faith. Even I as a human being have absolutely no time or regard or respect for people who don't believe in me. Even as a human being. Some years ago, I had an air condition and I was looking for somebody to give it to. So I called a sister and said, I'll give you an air condition. Then she giggled. When she giggled, it was a giggle of faithlessness. Like, you know, you won't do it. As soon as I saw the giggle, I took a decision, a quality decision to give the air condition to another person. And I did. And that day, I learned that when you display faithlessness in God, you receive nothing from him. Because he doesn't need to prove himself to you. Amen. Amen. What is prayer? In Luke chapter 11, Jesus Christ gave out the parable of the publican and the sinner who went to the temple to pray. The Bible says that the publican beat his chest and said, Ah, Lord, I am not ready to pray. I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. While the Pharisee, the Bible says that, lifted his eyes towards heaven and said, Father, I thank you that I'm not like this guy. (laughs) A, A greedy man, a sinner, while the sinner was praying, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Then Jesus Christ said, which of them went home justified? And when they answered, he said, look, nevertheless, when the Lord comes upon the earth, shall he find faith? Or shall he find people praying? Your prayer is a demonstration of your faith. And that is why all the great men of prayer are also great men of faith. And their names still abide on the earth today. Hundreds and thousands of years after they've died. Faith gives you an inheritance because God backs your life. It's true. God backs a man of faith. Daniel chapter 10. How to have 100% answered prayer. Mm. You know, sometimes people bring me as a pastor an impossible situation, a problem. And for me, I've noticed that the more impossible, when the problem is a small problem, I counsel them. Do this, do this, do this. But when it's a big problem, I can see that the only thing that can change this situation is prayer. Small problems, you cannot pay your school fees, it's 800 Ghana cities. We don't need to pray to God even for that. (laughs) We don't need to pray to God even for that. It is a money problem. You solve it with money. You don't disturb God with some problems. <laughs> yes. But when you cannot have a child, there's no amount of counseling that can solve it. Of course, if it's a small child not coming problem, then we can solve it with counseling. But it gets to a point where Rebecca holds Isaac, shakes him and says, give me a child. And Isaac, as a man of faith, can only reply and say, am I in the place of God to give you a child? And the Bible says that, and he intercedes for his wife, and his wife becomes pregnant. Hmm. (laughs) Daniel chapter 10, verse 1. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar, 
And the same thing was true. You know, when God reveals something to you, believe it. But the time appointed was long and he understood the thing and he had understanding of the vision. May God give you understanding in your visions. In those days, I, Daniel, was fasting three, four weeks. I ate no pleasant bread. Neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all. Three whole weeks were fulfilled. And in the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hedekel, then I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were gathered with the fine gold of Uphaz. His body was like a burial, and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet in color like to polished brass, and the voice of his words were as the voice of a multitude. He had seen an angel. Daniel alone saw the vision. Let me tell you something. Christianity is a one by one regional. Christianity is you and God. The Bible says we shall all stand before the judgment seat of God that each man, not each man and woman, not each brother and sister, not each husband and wife, but each man will give an account for the things that he has done in his own body. (laughs) I, Daniel alone, was with a group of friends. But you can see that even when you are a group, God can pick you out alone, even in the presence of the group, to use you. And the others will not be affected. That's why the worst thing you can do is to follow friends. The worst thing you can do is to follow your brothers and sisters. The worst thing you can do is even to follow your husband or your wife in serving God. It's true. I have two brothers, one older than me, one younger than me. I'm the only one who lives in Africa. We all serve God, but I'm the only one who lives in Africa. We are different. I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men that were with me didn't see the vision, but a great shaking fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore, when I was left alone and I saw this great vision, there remained no strength in me. That's why sometimes people fall under the power. There's no strength in them because of the presence of God. Because my comeliness was turned in me into corruption and I retained no strength. When you are in the presence of God, your feeling of being good, being holy, being righteous, being moral, it disappears. Some of us trust in our comeliness. You are nice and it is, it is even worse or it is worse when you are pretty and you are handsome. But the worst of it all is when people tell you you are very pretty, you are very handsome. That's the worst. Because now people feed what you feel already. It's true. Some people, people love them at first sight. Hey, love at first sight. It fills them with delusions of being good. Anyway, verse 9. Yet heard I the voice of the words of the angel, and when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face, with my face toward the ground. You see, sometimes that when people fall under the power, it's like they are asleep. It's because of the presence of God. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hand, and he said unto me, Oh Daniel. 
a man greatly beloved. You see, when you are a prayerful person, you are a beloved person. When you are prayerful, God loves you. I love those who talk to me. It's true. <laughs> or I love people who talk to me more than those who don't talk to me. So I have trained my sons to talk to me. In fact, one of the things I've trained my sons to do is to talk back at me. Black children are timid. You don't talk to an elder. When an elder is there, you don't speak. When, um, when uh, visitors come, you don't be where the visitors I don't have it. I mean, when the visitors come, I'd rather call the children to come and sit down. <laughs> it's true. I teach my children that if I say something that is wrong, you should correct me. Train your children the way it works for you. Let me train my children the way it works for me. <laughs> It's true. My children, I can't cheat them or this type of... No, I can't cheat them. When you say that, then they'll tell you that, no, we don't agree. <laughs> I've taught them like that. Hmm. He said, Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the word that I speak unto you. When you are loved, you are made to understand. When you are not loved, you are given an instruction to obey. When you are loved, you are, the instruction is explained to you so that you can understand it. And stand upright. When you are loved, God helps you to stand. You don't fall. For unto thee am I now sent. You know, may God send angels to you. I said, may God send angels to help you in your life. One day I went to visit a couple having terrible marital problems. They were not having terrible marital problems. Their marriage actually had come to an end. I didn't know that the wife had planned that the week after she was moving out of the house. And when they began to speak, they said, look, the wife can break a bottle and put it against her husband's throat. Then the husband will remove a knife. Like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. There's a film called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> it's true. And their 11-year-old child and 9-year-old child are standing there. Mother has broken the bottle. Father has removed the knife. Yeah, that was the extent. I was there from around 6.30 to around 1 a.m. But around 11.30, I saw a vision. In the vision, I saw a man standing in their hall. (laughs) Then suddenly, I told them that you must move from this house. Until you move from this house, your marriage will never be the way it's supposed to be. Of course, it came out later that the woman had gone to see a medium. Who had told her that do this, do this, do this, do this. I'm just saying this to say that the presence of spiritual beings in your physical location, in your physical life, determines what happens there and what cannot happen there. That's what the Bible says. The angels of God encamp or they camp or they live or they are in the dwelling of the just. And when angels are not there, then demons will be there. May angels come to your house in the name of Jesus. And may they be there where you are in Jesus' name. He said. And now unto thee am I sent. Oh, but today I have good news for you that they moved to another house. The wife was telling me the other day that, look, the sex is just fantastic. We want to thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. I have a good end to the story. Verse 12. Then he said unto me, you see, this this, this is where I'm trying to get to. 
This is where I'm trying to get to. All that I was saying was like the appetizer and the starters. Verse 12. Then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, because from the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand and to fast and to pray before your God, thy words were heard. From the first day, he said, Daniel, I understand that you've been praying for three weeks. But I want you to understand what happens in prayer. He said, from the first day you began to pray, your words were heard and the Lord sent me. <laughs> and I am come for thy words. Or, <laughs> you see, not for your meditation. <laughs> Look, it is your words that God hears, not your intentions. He said, what you have spoken in my ears, that is what I will do. Mark 11, he said, for you shall have what we say. The angel told Daniel specifically that I am come because of your words. In fact, recently there's a part of my life that I'm not happy about. And the Lord showed me that it's because you've been saying negative things about that part of your life. It's the only part of my life I don't like. And the Lord showed that it's because of what you've been saying. He said, 12, and I have come because of your words. So my question to you this morning is, what words have you been saying to God? Have you been saying words to God? How many words have you said to God? And what are those words? Because the angel has come to carry out your words. 13, but when I was sent to come and answer your prayer, the prince of the kingdom of Persia stood against me and prevented me from coming for 21 days. Your 21 day prayer and fasting was unnecessary. The answer came the first day. But a demon came to prevent me from coming. That is why it has lasted for 21 days. That is why when you stop praying now, the demon having been withstood has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the demon withstanding. So when you stop praying, now look at what he said. Look at what he said. Um, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days. But lo, because you didn't stop praying, because your words continued to come, and because your words continued to come, I, I could not give up on the assignment I'd been given to come and answer your prayer. Michael, one of the chief angels, came to help me. Otherwise, I would have remained there with the king of Persia for 21 more days. Now, I have come to make thee understand. Now, remember that the Bible says that Daniel stood praying that God will help him to understand. Look at the answer. Because you didn't stop praying, now I have come to make you understand. Look, let me tell you something. Every one of your prayers is answered. As to whether you will receive it or not, it now depends on you. But as for God, he does his part. He answers the prayer. If Daniel had fasted for three days, after three days, he said, look, God is not answering. Like I met a girl, she said, if God didn't give me a husband this year, I won't pray again about it. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a problem. You will not be the only one who died without a husband. It is not a problem for God. God, God is not looking for a wife. God is not looking for a 
What's your point to prove? If God had to give me a husband this year, I won't pray again about it. I'll drink beer. Drink beer. Don't, don't even wait till the end of, of, of the year. God doesn't respond to threats. <laughs> God doesn't respond to threats. Uh, the, Daniel's style of prayer made him beloved. See, God, the, Daniel understood how to get things from God. It's true. The title of my message today, I don't know how many more minutes I have, we'll continue next week, is if you are too busy to pray, you are too busy. Yes. I'm preaching on how to have 100% answered prayer. And the title of today's sermon is if you are too busy to pray, you are too busy. Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing had been signed, the writing to condemn him to punishment for prayer, he didn't run to the king and said, Hey king, they have lied to you about me. Hey king, I'm the right hand man who is politics. This law is against me. You see, the Bible says, Cursed be he that relies on the arm of flesh. The Bible says, Cursed be he who goes to Egypt for help. You know, as you grow, you will learn that your help is in God alone. He said, the Lord, my God, is at my right hand. What can man do to me? Daniel 16. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house. And his windows being opened in his chamber. Towards Jerusalem. His, king, his windows were opened towards where God was. His focus were, was where God could be found. His, his concentration was in the direction of God, not in the direction of man. How many of us have not been failed by men? If I say men, it includes women. <laughs> An uncle said, I'll pay your school fees. When it was time for the school fees, his phone was out of coverage area. Have you ever called somebody and the person picked, the person didn't know it was you? Because you, you changed your phone number. <laughs> Because the person knows your number, he doesn't pick, so you use another number and he picked. Hello? Oh, Uncle Basie. It is me. Araba. Oh, yes. The number you have reached is switched off or out of Hey, it doesn't happen to you before. The person picked the phone. Hello? James who? Oh, your nephew James, he said just go visit. The mobile number <laughs> you can you can hear your uncle's voice now speaking for MTN. The, the MTN number you have dialed is either switch off. <laughs> One day I started a church like this and I was praying for Nobody had a job in the church at that time. So I remember I made an altar call. I said, anybody, I mean, I don't know, God put it in my hand. Anybody who wants to work in the bank, come to the front, I'll pray for you. About eight or so sisters came. Every Sunday, 
I'll pray for them the same prayer. As the weeks went by, one by one, one by one, they all got jobs in banks. No, no, this is all I'm saying. No, don't uh, wait. Please wait for the story to end first. <laughs> so, one of the girls got a job with Barclays. Ah! The next Sunday, no church. The next Sunday, no church. So, I went to visit her. I said, oh, my sister, why didn't you come to church today? Well, she said, I went to thank my uncle who helped me to get a job at Barclays Bank. Of course, today, Barclays Bank does not exist. Barclays Bank does not exist today. The Bible says, cursed be he that puts his trust in the arm of flesh. Cursed be he who goes down to Egypt for help. Egypt represents the systems of man. Look, your posture should be towards God. Even when it comes to human beings, the Bible says the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. And the Bible says that and the Lord turns his heart in any direction that he wants. You can make anybody like you if you're a prayerful person. Look at Daniel. Loved of God. Prayerful man. The Bible says that you can see that his direction was towards God. If you while the king loved him, he didn't believe in the love of the king to deliver him. And truly, the Bible says, if you read the story, the Bible says that the king could not sleep throughout the night because of Daniel. But his love for Daniel couldn't save Daniel. Yes. Because the Bible says the law was signed. He was not like an African president who changes laws to suit his enemies or to favor his friends. So when he signed it and he saw that the law had called Daniel, he said, I can't change it. I can't change it. A king went to fast, pray, nothing. He couldn't help Daniel. He, he didn't sleep the whole night. That still couldn't help Daniel. But Daniel's posture of prayer towards God it's what saved him. Not the love of the king. Not the love of the king. His faith in God through prayer or manifested by prayer is what brought his salvation. Look, I want to tell everybody here that day. When Jesus came, the Bible says that and Jesus who created man did not entrust himself unto man. Because he knew man. See, the Bible gives the reason why Jesus didn't marry? Why? Look at what Peter. Peter came and said, I swear I'll die with you. If, you, if Jesus were like you and I, the way Peter spoke, a fisherman speaking with faith. Can you imagine it? <laughs> a fisherman speaking with faith. Imagine Bukon Banku demonstrated his faith in you. I swear. I will die for you. Hey, you will go to prison. I will die. I will die. That's how Peter spoke. But Jesus looked at Peter and said, "No, God is not a man that he should lie. Human beings lie. Human beings change. Those of you who are married, I mean, remember what made you marry your spouse." If you didn't believe your spouse loved you, would you have married him or her? But the Bible says that God does not change. Neither is there any shadow of turning in him. Sometimes the way love changes in marriage, you cannot even imagine it. 
Two people are going to marry. When they got into a relationship, the girl's mother called the brother for a meeting and told him, I am so happy you have come into our lives because nobody in this house can control our daughter. But we have seen that since you came into her life, now everything you say, you say she does it. You know, that brother was immature, so he began to, he began to feel very powerful and very happy. He's like, yeah, I'm the man of the moment. I'm the one who can control the, the uncontrollable. I can break the unbreakable. I can speak the unspeakable. I'm the man of the moment. I can walk on water. I can fly in the sky. It's me. Then he got married. Then one day he was with this saying, I'm the only one who can control now wife so as they were together he told his wife something and the wife said oh no i don't agree he said hey then he told his wife hey when you were in the relationship you used to do everything i tell you to do you used to obey me so nicely the pastor was saying it himself do you know what is obedient beloved down 10 wife replied she replied now i've grown wings she didn't wait for the pastor to say you are grown wings so or like they or like they will go for counseling and the pastor will be angry and tell the weather that you are grown wings she said it herself that yes but now i've grown wings that's why you should turn your windows towards heaven not towards your wife Mm. Mm. his windows being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God and this they catch as he did a four time he always used to pray three times a day crisis or no crisis let's continue praying is it a good day let us pray is it a bad day? Let us pray. Are my plans working? Let us pray. Have my plans failed? Let us pray. Have I passed my exam? Let us pray. Did I fail my exam? Let us pray. Are things working out for me? Let us pray. Are things not going my way? Let us pray. Is my job interview successful? Let us pray. Did I fail at the interview? Let us pray. Does my husband love me? Let us pray. Does my husband hate me? Let us pray. As he did that four times. The situation didn't change Daniel's prayer posture. It is Daniel's p- prayer posture that changed the situation. Number one, prayer is very important. Prayer is the most important activity you can involve yourself in. Because here on earth, the earth is full of evil, darkness. Let me ask you something about this corona, 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 corona. I met a brother. He went to test positive corona. So what I was talking to him, I said, ah, did you go to the hospital? No. Were you at home? Yes. Did you wear a face mask? No. Did your wife wear a face mask? No. Did your children wear a face mask? No. Did they get corona? No. I've met 
They knew people like that. So then you begin to think that, ah, but I thought they said, if you don't wear face masks, everybody will be infected. But now you are in the same house, no social distancing. How can you be with your wife and be doing social distance? How do you, but, but, but how can it be that there's no social distance between husband and wife yet? So me, I'm looking at the thing and telling myself that, look, so blue is the key. I've told myself, you can tell yourself whatever you want. Let's all live by our faith. The Bible says, the just shall live by his faith. Let me live by my faith. You should live by your faith. If you believe in faith, must wear it. But I believe in sunshine. <laughs> These are the things that Daniel believed. That prayer is very important. Look, if you can choose one thing to do in life, choose prayer. Prayer will bring you a job. Prayer will bring you a husband. Prayer will bring you a child. Prayer will bring you everything that you need. God can speak to someone. The person will give you the money you need. Look, let me tell you something. You don't need a job. You don't need money. All of us don't need money. Money is only a medium of exchange to get what you want. So if you can get what you want, then you don't need money. It is a car you want, not money. Money by itself is an absolutely useless piece of paper. Money by itself. Money doesn't do anything. We need money because of what we can use money to get. You don't need money. If you need a car, you can get money to buy a car or somebody can give you a car. If somebody gives you a car, then you therefore don't need money. Look at Judas. He was a thief. It didn't affect Jesus' ministry. Judas' stealing of money did nothing to God. When it is time to walk on water, how does money help you to walk on water? I can give you money. The beach is just here. <laughs> I can give you money. The beach is just here. Then you start walking to, uh, to America. On the sea, you get there. Money cannot help you. In the crisis of life, money cannot help you. Prayer will help you more than anything else. Prayer will help you more than a human being can help you. Number two. Number two. No one, including you, is ever too busy, too blessed, or too successful to pray. You know, let me tell you something, eh? Your blessing and your prosperity and your happiness is the envy and anger of someone. Not everybody is happy that you are doing well. <laughs> if you think that everybody who comments on your WhatsApp status with a smiley is happy, oh, then my children are better off than you. <laughs> not everybody who smiles with you is your enemy. Did you just not give Jesus a kiss? At the height of his betrayal? Not everybody who kisses you loves you, dear sister. If this I don't like it, even that one cries, okay. Tell me. <laughs> he loves me. Hey. Be serious. <laughs> Not everybody loves you. Not everybody is happy with your promotion. Not everybody is happy with your happy marriage. Not everybody is happy with your new car. 
Not everybody is happy that you are pregnant. Not everybody is happy that you have a child. Not everybody is happy that you are prospering. And prosperity is spiritual. So, if you've got it, you must pray to secure your success and your blessing. You must pray to secure it. You must pray to secure it. When you are blessed, pray. When you prosper, pray. When you are happy, pray. Because not everybody is happy. With you. I know people who are... Hey. One day, there was a group of friends. And one of them's wife died. And one of the other people said, Oh, I wish it was brother this other person's wife who had died. <laughs> so you may be there crying. Somebody is happy that your husband has died. There's somebody who is happy because your marriage was too nice and the presence of your happy marriage made the person look like a failure. All of us should have unhappy marriages. Why is yours happy? That's why your windows should be turned toward Jerusalem. Lest you be put in the lion's den. That is also why those of you who live your life on WhatsApp, hey, and with my bay, you know bay, B-A-E, there's something called bay, like bay is like your beloved or your boyfriend or something, or you take a picture. Me and my bay at uh, where? Divine. Dubai. Dubai, yes. Me and my bay at more of the Emirates in Dubai. Straight to WhatsApp status. Oluwa. You don't have sense. Look, somebody will take that picture to a juju man the next day. By the time you see you are quarreling at the snow park at the whatever. You even know how the quarrel came. They have squeezed your neck somewhere in Clico. You don't know. You don't know. They squeeze that picture you put on Facebook. Me and my bay at the Mercedes Benz so <laughs> uh, you are dead. That's why you are sick. Hmm. They put the pin inside your <laughs> instead of praying to thank God, you are on Instagram. Hey, me and my bay. Then you take food you ate four years ago, take a picture, then you edit it with Photoshop, add filters. Put on it your bay. You don't know well. You should pray. If you and your bay are in Disneyland, turn your windows towards heaven. Go on your knees and say, Oh God, I thank you for giving me such a man who will take me to Disneyland and who will do this, who will do this, who will do this. The Bible says, when Jesus did his miracles, immediately after read the Bible, the Bible says, and he went away from the multitude, hid himself, and prayed all night. He knew the Pharisees were jealous of him. He didn't go and put his miracles on Instagram. Like they would have killed him. He would not have gotten to the Like They'll kill him somewhere in Galilee. You even get to Jerusalem. You are never too blessed, too busy, too successful. Daniel was a prime minister. 
You know, you may think that these prime ministers, they are lazy people. Well, some are. Look, they said our president works until 2 a.m. on most days. Hardworking man. Look at us. 30 million ungrateful gamblers. 30 million ungrateful gamblers. How can you lead us? You have to work hard. He's a hardworking man, but Daniel was also hardworking, but he found time to pray. Number three. How much more time do I have? Hi. Oh, say it. Say it. Don't be shy. Five minutes. Okay, don't worry. Each point, three minutes. <laughs> Principle number three. I love this one. Prayer is the source of your power and your protection. You know, when the angel came, the Bible said that those who were there, they didn't even see the angel, but the presence of the angel made them scatter. The Bible says they ran to hide themselves. Your enemies will scatter because of your prayer life. It's true. Your enemies don't scatter because of your prayer life. It's true. You won't just be shouting, God, don't go shame us. We are living legends. No, you go on your knees and pray. You see, when you're a prayerful person, you won't look for affirmation from man. The Bible says, the Lord is on my right hand. What can man do to me? And if you think you don't have enemies, you need a new birth certificate with maybe 1st March 2018. You can go up, upstairs. Just upstairs. There are some children there. Very happy. They don't know they have enemies. You should join them there. If you think everybody likes you, oh, you are a child. Daniel knew that he had enemies. He knew he was hated. The difference between you and Daniel is that Daniel knew, but you don't know. That's all. Daniel knew, but you don't know. If you knew the kind of enemies you have, if you knew if you knew, listen to this, if you knew what people say about you behind your back. Hi. Two days ago, I heard something. There was a brother who went to gossip about me. And I heard it. But when I heard it, what I was told was that, no, this person saw this, this guy and this person talking for a long time. This was three years ago. That's what I heard. But two days ago, the person who heard them told me that I was sitting in my car. <laughs> but the engine of my car is silent. So this person and this person came to stand by my car. And they were talking about you, but they didn't know I was in the car. In fact, I became afraid for them. Because I said, when you are talking about somebody and you know that nobody can hear you, like you open your heart. She said, I cannot tell you what they said. But today, that guy is lower than hell and I'm higher than heaven. Your, when you are a man of prayer, your enemies are as important as, as what? A leaf that fell down on the tree in New York this morning to you. <laughs> yes. A leaf that fell down from a tree in Central Park in New York. Its effect on you will be the same as the hatred of your enemies on you if you will pray. 
if you pray. <laughs> that, guy's hatred, that guy's hatred of me has rather contributed to my promotions in life. If you will pray. Look, when we think of Daniel, the first thing we think about is lions then. The enemies of Daniel have contributed to his eternal popularity. But that's because he prayed. Amen. Prayer, look, let me tell you something. If you can hear me this morning, you have enemies. Whether you know it or not, whether you like, all those of you on Facebook, you have crossed your leg, you are watching me. So you don't have enemies <laughs> because you have crossed your leg. <laughs> if you are watching me by Facebook, I'm also talking to you that you have many enemies. Better go on your knees and pray. When I go to my study and I sit down and I start, ah, I know I'll end up on top, no matter what happens. Finally. Finally. Prayer is important in acquiring and sustaining the blessings of God. Prayer is important for acquiring and sustaining the blessings of God. I remember when I was looking for a wife. I fasted and prayed. I wasn't interested in getting one at all. But I met a, somebody who told me that in three weeks, God will show you who you will marry. So I decided to fast and pray about it. When God spoke to me, marry this girl. So, mm. God said yes. So I continued to pray. Pray, 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 pray. One day I went to minister. Powerfully. And when I finished, she came to see me off, and I decided to propose that night. But the way the administration was powerful, I said, No. If I propose tonight, it will not be fair. Because she cannot say no to God's assistance. <laughs> because that night, I was like, If God is not there, I'm there. But before I went for that service, I said, Tonight I'll propose. But what I saw, what God did that, I said, oh no, it won't be fair to her, so I decided not to propose. I said, let me wait for a neutral day when there's no pressure on her. So, 1st December, 2001, I took her to Labadi Beach. And, and around, around 6.45, we were playing Scrabble at the beach. Around 6.45, I proposed to her. So, would you like to marry? I didn't have raps. I was a good but I didn't have raps. So, I remember that Bishop said when he was proposing to his wife, he asked her, would you like to marry a doctor? Would you like to marry a pastor? So, I changed it. Would you like to marry a missionary? Would you like to marry a pastor? I didn't have You are looking so sweet. Your uh, face is like a dove. I love you. I love you forever. And if I'll cross the Sahara Desert to bring you ice cream. I know I won't cross any Sahara Desert. And I don't like to lie. <laughs> so the one that was true, that was what I said. I proposed to her first December. I went on missions fourth December. Can you believe that? All my discussions with her was encouraging her to say no. I never once said, oh, I love you. No. I said, oh, don't be under pressure to say yes. You can say yes and we will still be friends. You don't have to say yes. Don't feel that I never, I rather was encouraging her to say no. Then I'll go to my study. Come back, come back, come back. 
Several times she would go to the park to go and pray about me. That should she say yes? But the problem is, the person you are going to pray to has already said yes to me. <laughs> the person you are going to pray to is the one who told me to marry you. She herself said many times she would go to the park to go and pray, and she would only cry for 45 minutes, then she would go back to her room. She could never pray about me. But how can you? about me when I've already prayed about you. <laughs> who about about who is the head? You or me? How are you going to ask God about me when me and God have settled it already? Everything in my life is like that. It's true. I actually live a very easy life because I live bad in the prayer room. When I come out. I just come out in confidence, knowing that prayer has secured for me what I need. It's true. I don't struggle in life at all, in any area. In any area, I don't struggle. If I meet a deadline, I meet a roadblock, I meet a dead end, it's just a sign that God has closed that door. I don't struggle, I turn around. It's true. I want to encourage you to become a person of prayer. When you are a prayer person, Eric, you will go into the lion's den, you come out in the morning. Do you know the lion's dens I've been into? Ah, One day I went to sleep in a brothel. Do you know brothel? Brothel is a comp- like where prostitutes work, like how they do beer in a brewery or they do tuna at Temacanry or they do tomato paste at wherever. Prostitutes factory is called brothel. I went to sleep in one at the border between Cameroon and Central Africa Republic. I didn't know it was a brothel. And when I travel, I have people who pray for me. Everybody's on duty every night. I didn't know, but when I got there, the, the man spoke French. And what he said was so impossible. I thought I didn't understand it. But later on, I, I said, no. What I thought he said is what he said. He said, he came to me because I was a stranger at camp with my tribe, so I do like a very rich. So he came to me and said, oh, I want to apologize to you that I cannot give you my daughter tonight because she's not well. But I thought she meant my daughter to cook for you. <laughs> That's what I thought he said. But later on, I said, mm. after I had paid, I had eaten, I said, ah, where am I? Then I saw that I'm about to sleep in a brothel. So I called the leader of those who prayed for me. I said, you know, tonight, where I am, two, two people must pray. Not one. I think there are two. <laughs> they must stand in agreement. I've been away from home for three months. Now I must, I'm going to sleep in a brothel. So when I bathed, I took those, those days, I had a big Bible. So when I lay down on the, the way I prayed over that bed before I lay on it, when I lay on it, then I put the Bible on my chest. Big Bible. 
Then I heard a voice. A Bible is not a talisman. It's something we teach in New Believers Square. A Bible is not a talisman. A Bible, you must read it. Da, 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 da. So then when I put the Bible on my chest, I heard a voice. The Bible is not a talisman. And I replied to that voice, tonight, the Bible will be a talisman. <laughs> yes. I replied to that voice, tonight, the Bible will be a talisman. Hey. Come and see noises from my left and my right. Oh. The next day, I almost died. We were going up a hill. And before we ascended, my driver began to talk to some girl by the road. And I got very angry. I said, look, move the truck. We are late. This, that, that. You cannot. So we moved. Less than maybe two minutes. We were climbing the hill. I think the driver of a truck was asleep. In front of my eyes, I saw the truck coming towards us. And then it came into our lane and fell in the valley. And then I said, Father, I thank you for this man driver who likes girls. Because if you had not spoken to this girl, I would not be standing here today. Because that truck would have cleared us into the valley. It was, it was like a movie. It was like a movie. It just came into our lane, broke all the electric poles and fell into the valley. And I just told my driver, look, straight ahead, continue going. going. If you don't pray, the calamities and the tragedy that will meet you, that you cannot do anything about. Imagine, if you, when you go to knock on someone's gate and hear, whoa, 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 then you run away. But this is a lion's den where lions are. Prayer, your prayer life, your personal prayer life will give you the ability to go into the lion's den, spend a night there, and come out in the morning. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And you know, yours may not be physical lions, but some of you, the office in which you work is your lion's den. For some of you, your marriage is your lion's den. Some of you, the family you are coming from, it's your lion's den. For some of you, the area you live in, it's your lion's den. For some of you, the school you are going to, it's your lion's den. For some of you, the exam you are going to write, it's your lion's den. But everybody has a lion's den. Everybody has many lion's dens. And your prayer, the extent, the intensity of your prayer life will determine how you will come out of it if you will come out of it. But I see you coming out of it as you develop a powerful prayer life in Jesus' name. Let's stand to our feet. Just pray for yourself as we close. Ask the Lord to speak to you. Ask the Lord to bless you. Ask the Lord to make you a prayerful person. Lift your voice in prayer. Everybody has a lion's den. Pray concerning whatever den you are in. Whatever den you can sense yourself in. In the name in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice in prayer. Prayer changes things. The angel told Daniel that because you prayed 
Michael the archangel was sent to come and help me. Angels are being sent to help you as you pray. Ask God specifically for what you want. Rashimoko Palibasaya. Maybe it is a turnaround in your job. Maybe it's a turnaround in your business. Maybe it's a turnaround in your finances. Maybe it's a turnaround in your marriage. Maybe it's a turnaround in your children. Maybe it's even a turnaround in your spiritual life. If you will give yourself to prayer, if you will engage prayer and make prayer as important to you, you shall come out of every lion's den. There will be no lion that will be able to eat you up. Bible explains to us in the book of Hebrews what happened in that lion's den. The Bible says that by Daniel's prayer, the Lord shut the mouth of the lions. By your prayers this morning and by your prayers tomorrow, by your prayers next week, I see the mouth of every lion being shut against you. No situation you are going through will be able to eat you up. As God's representative, I shut the mouth of every lion. As God's representative, I shut the mouth of every lion in your job. I shut the mouth of every lion in your marriage. I rebuke the devourer and shut the mouth of the devourer, devouring your finances. I pray in the name of Jesus, covering you with prayer. And by my prayers over you this morning, the mouth of every devouring lion in your life is shut permanently. I see you coming out in the morning. I see your morning coming for you. I see people shouting for you to come out. And I see you coming out like Daniel said, I am alive, oh king. The Lord that I said has delivered me. You are coming out without scars. You are coming out unscathed. You are coming out with the blessings of God upon your life. Karoka, lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Pray over your life. Pray. Lift up your hands. Pray over your business. Pray over your wife. Pray over your husband. Pray over your finances. God answers prayers. As you pray this morning, your prayers are being answered. By the time you leave church, by the time you go home, I see a remarkable turnaround happening in your life. Masulaba, Masukaba, in the name of Jesus, prayer will bring you blessings. Prayer will sustain your blessings. Let your words be heard. The angel said, Your words have been heard. Let your words be heard. Let your words be heard. In the name of Jesus, Malakusalakata, Rakula Bosamaya, Limokabila Masumeka, Kashuma, your business is turning around, your marriage is turning around. Your finances are turning around. Everything is turning around. In the name of Jesus, your life will never be the same again. One day I was driving in a village in Central African Republic and there ground was like sea sand so it was difficult for the ties of my track to turn for about 20 30 kilometers there was no village there was no sign of 
humanity. There was no network, nothing. And I knew that if my track stops, it can never continue going because the ground was like sea sand. And I noticed that as I prayed, Kabalabasukepa was praying in tongues. The track will be going. And I'll, and I'll get tired. And then I'll stop. As soon as I stop, the track will begin to have difficulty in the tides turning. And then I'll start praying again. And the tides will begin to turn. When I stop praying, the tides will start to stop turning. I was driving from Abidjan towards Accra. The track I was using was spoiled. The wipers couldn't work. The headlights were off. So I needed to get to the border before dark. Along the way, I saw dark clouds coming from my right with rain. And I knew that if it starts to rain, I'll have to pack. And I started to pray. When I prayed, then the dark clouds would turn blue. Then I'll get tired. When I get tired and I stop praying, then it will become dark. At the point the rain began to fall, I said no. When I prayed, the rain would stop and my track would be moving. When I stopped praying, then the rain would come back. And so I had to force myself to pray until I could pray no more. Until we got to the border. Let me tell you people something. Prayer has real and physical responses to the immediate problem that you are praying about. Never lose hope about prayer. Never give up on prayer. I, look, I'm sharing these testimonies with you because every one of us has immediate problems that are troubling us. I want you to believe that for the next 30 seconds, the prayer you are going to pray will bring a change in the situation you are praying about. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Pray to the Lord. 30 seconds. We are ending this service. Father, I thank you for answered prayers. Father, I thank you for answered prayers. Turn around, Lord. I pray for everybody here this morning. Let there be a divine turnaround. Divine turnaround. Jesus. Rasha Mokapialaba. Koshimakabolobosimakaya. Randeke Fonabasumakaya. Pray for your children. Pray for your family. Pray for your ministry. Pray for your wife. Pray for your husband. Pray for your boss. Pray for your landlord. La Sumaka. Mashila Mosianda Lababa. In heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our Father, hear us from heaven. Forgive our sins, we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. That you've introduced us to the most important activity we can ever engage ourselves with on earth. Because prayer is what links us to you. Prayer is the link 
between us and you. So we thank you that the spirit of supplication, the spirit of prayer comes upon us. Every one of us this morning. I thank you that within 24 hours, within seven days, there will be notable and remarkable testimonies of our prayers you have answered this morning because we have continued to pray. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. And with every head bowed and with every eye closed, maybe somebody invited you to church this morning but want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. This morning I want to be born again. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you before we close. Lift up your right hand. Stand wherever you are. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you before we end the service. Is there anyone here like that? Surrender your life to Jesus. In order to pray to God, you must know him. Lift up your right hand. Surrender your life to Jesus. See, this morning I want to be born again. I want my name to be written in the book of life. If you are here and you lifted up your hand, please do one more thing. Please come to me in front and I want to pray with you in front and then we'll close and go. If you lifted up your hand, please come, my sister. Put your hands together for them as they come. God bless you. Then please help them, please. I want you to say this prayer after me. I want the rest of the congregation to join us. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I surrender my life to you. I come to you as a sinner. I come just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins and write my name in your book of life. Say, Heavenly Father, wash me with the blood of Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit come and live in me to help me and strengthen me to live the life of a Christian all the days of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen.